You're listening to Up to the Mic. If you want to learn about the struggles and triumphs of starting a business, performing for sold-out arenas, or inspiring those you lead, Up to the Mic is the show for you. Throw on some headphones and get ready to listen as our host, Vinny Hale, sits down to showcase the stories of those who deserve their stories be told. From young entrepreneurs to critically acclaimed musicians and so much more, Vinny helps compile a season of interviews that inspire listeners to follow in the footsteps of his guest. My next guest is the author of Starter Mindset, a book where he discusses how we all grow up dreaming of growing into a field that will change the world, yet ultimately fall short. Further, he goes on to interview successful young professionals from a wide array of backgrounds to hopefully shed light onto habits that can help us stay true to those childhood dreams of grandeur. Not only that, but he's a licensed patent agent, a computer science and mathematics graduate, and also teaches high school biology in his free time. Please welcome my next guest, Mosh Goldstein. Mosh, thanks for being here. Thank you, Vinny, for having me on your show. Super excited to be here and talk about talk about this. Yeah, no, we're excited to have you. I'm glad that you were able to make the time. People like yourself that come on the podcast definitely have a lot to share, but also tend to have extremely busy schedules. And I assume that yours is none less so, considering everything that I just listed out there in your intro that you're up to these days. Um, so that's pretty awesome. And I want to dive into all of it, but as I start all my episodes out, I like to give the listeners a little bit of a background into who they are listening to. So maybe take us back to the beginning. What was it like? Where'd you grow up? What was your time going, um, going into college, et cetera. And then we'll get into all the things that you're up to these days. Does that sound good? Perfect. I'm, I am from Baltimore, Maryland, and, um, I, I graduated, uh, recently actually last December, December uh, with a degree in computer science and mathematics with a track in uh, cybersecurity. Um, I'm also the author of my book, Starter Mindset, uh, which interviews 14 amazing uh, entrepreneurs under 25. Um, I'm also a registered patent agent. And uh, my job is I am a local high school teacher. I teach four periods of biology and 60 students. Um, so that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. I think it's pretty amazing, um, that someone with your background is giving back to the community in such a way that you're teaching 60, um, young adults, I guess you could call them high school biology students. How did you come into doing something like that? Do you enjoy it? What are some of your, your favorite parts? Well, I came into it knowing that science, uh, at a young age can be very, uh, mystical in that there's a lot of parts which it takes a lot of work to appreciate um and so i knew that with my background uh covering so many sciences i can give over to students who are kind of starting to realize all of the amazing uh technology and um things that occur naturally in the world today to show them where the science is and have them appreciate how all this stuff comes together. So I, I, I really appreciate when I do teach them the sciences and I will give them a lab, for example, and I will tell them, for example, just do something. And they'll, they'll take those ideas, which we talked about in class, whether it was chemical reactions in a cell 
or uh, the anatomy and the physiology, or even just something that they're curious about. Maybe they're curious about neuroscience in the brain or cardiology in the heart, and they dive into it, they formulate their own ideas, and then they progress into advancing that knowledge to their own ways of thinking about ways that those um, um, things can be used in the future applications. That's awesome. Has it been difficult transitioning from learning and studying being an academic into being a teacher? So I guess an academic in a different light. So from studying the material to going and then teaching it to someone else on a lot lower scale than you were probably used to learning in, uh, in school. Uh, yes, definitely. It's a, it, it, it's a learning experience for me, uh, to, to teach information is a lot, it's much different than learning the information because you have to give them the whole perspective. It has to be complete so that you can't cut corners and you have to make it engaging and entertaining for them to pick up those pieces. So it, it definitely took me some time to, to figure it out. But today we have so much technology available to us that uh, to aid um, understanding. So utilizing technology for me was definitely probably my best, my best skill. That's great. I, I really resonate with something you said there. And I don't know if you meant it in this regard, but what it meant to me was when you said you can't cut corners, you have to show them the whole perspective. I think back to my high school biology class or science class or whatever it was. And I was definitely not someone that was extremely science minded. Um, I did well in school. I studied hard, but Science was never my, I guess, subject of choice. And so I had a lot of friends that were extremely smart, intelligent in the area, and they were ones that could pick up on it extremely quickly, uh, whether that be science or math, they could just immediately see a problem and it would click in their mind how the puzzle pieces fit together. Whereas I was someone that typically had to see the whole picture and work out the problem step by step before I finally got to the actual answer. And so that's what it meant to me when you said you can't cut corners. You got to show them the whole perspective. You got to show them how to get to what is the saying? I forget. Um, if you're in Florida, you got to show people how to get to LA by going through New York or something. You got to go all the way around before you get there. Um, but no, I, I really resonate with that. So I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your background. I think it helps the listeners get to know you a little bit better. But I think they're all here to really listen to what it is you're up to these days. Tell me a little bit, aside from the biology teacher, tell me about the book. Tell me about Starter Mindset. Where did the idea come from? And then how did it blossom into the book that it is today? So Starter Mindset is uh, this wonderful book I'm holding in my hand. And it's if you look at the cover, it's a shattered light bulb. It's a disruption of a mindset of the people sometimes have that they feel like that they need either to wait a couple years down the line or to gain some more experience to take a passion or something that they are uh, have this uh, which is nagging them to to, to pursue to to pursue and um, and it kind of freeze that idea to allow them to show them uh what you know the paths forward to them and uh to take to 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 be successful uh with their passions so to connect their passions with whether it's their hobbies or uh, future career endeavors 
the idea really came to me. It's something I've always wanted to do was write a book like this. Because uh, there was two things that were bothering me um, uh, cons uh, consistently. Uh, one is when I would go to a library and I'm, and I have this entrepreneurship mindset. I'm always wanting to start uh, a company or start a business or, or try to create some sort of new gadget, which can uh, help friends and neighbors around me to better their lives. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I always read a lot of entrepreneurship books in a library about really successful CEOs and uh, who we all know today, for example, a Mark Zuckerberg or a Jeff Bezos or an Elon Musk. Uh, but to me, it, it struck me uh, of two things about that. And one is what, that it re a lot of those stories told me about a lot of who they were after they started the companies. But who were they before they started companies, and how did they, you know, get going? And and I felt like that would be much more empowering for someone like myself, who's kind of in that mind of thinking early on, um, to empower myself and other people uh, to to pursue their passions and their uh, hobbies as they did. So I so that was uh, what my earlier motivation. It took me to what, to what I was in college where I really struck me that this is something that people really need. Uh, because as I said, I study computer science, mathematics, I study cybersecurity, art, physics. Um, and I've been around a lot of amazing fields in, in college. And kind of something that always bothered me was how there are opportunities in front of everyone. I always felt like to take an idea or a passion they have and, and, and further develop that, maybe not immediately, but eventually into something that they can uh, continue to, to pursue either as a career or something more ambitious later on. And so, but what struck me about it is even though I'm in all of these fields, which are kind of these self-starter fields because all you really need is you know, a computer or an instrument to start to start creating your own art or creating your own applications. However, everyone was kind of waiting. They're waiting for an internship. They're waiting for a job. They're waiting for uh, graduate school, that next level. And I always felt like the skills they have is really enough for them to at least get started. And by showing them these, sharing with them these stories, um, if uh, it would really open their eyes to the opportunities in front of them. And so that's how I began to explore the idea of the book for Starter Mindset and began to gather stories of highly successful people who are today are under the age of 25, who have gone on to massive success by connecting their passions and their hobbies with uh, and turning that into more lifelong endeavors. I love the idea behind it because I think a lot of times, like you said, we get into, and I'm speaking from a perspective of people in college, you get into this mindset of pushing for the internship, pushing for after the internship, the full-time job, after the full-time job, the promotion, you, you kind of fall into the cycle, into the rat race as it's commonly called. And not to say that there's anything wrong with that as you and I are both you know, holding down W2 full-time jobs while we do what we like to pursue our passion projects on the side. But I think it takes a leap of faith to really go all in and, and 
perform at that next level, to put in the effort, to do something spectacular. And in what you said in take action, like, what are you waiting for at this point? You know, all you need is a laptop or whatever it may be to pursue your craft. What's taking you so long? You know, uh, so I really appreciate or I really appreciated the way that you were able to phrase that because I think it makes a lot of sense. And I'm curious to know who exactly, I guess, maybe not who exactly did you interview, but tell me a little bit about what the different types of people you interviewed were and then how those people kind of fit together. What were some commonalities or some traits that you saw between them all? So the amazing thing was I interviewed amazing people from pretty much every industry represented and uh, people coming from even outside the country, uh, people coming from all over and uh, try to represent their stories. Uh, and, and, and a common thread with all of the interviewees was that they started earlier on and they started some of them as young as two years old, six years old, they're 12 years old. And by starting earlier on, and uh, pursuing that passion, they were able to develop more uh, practice and experience in that uh, in that field, which eventually uh, turned into something more more uh, fruitful for them. And I kind of think about the ten thousand the ten thousand hour rule, where they say like you need ten thousand hours to master something, yeah. and I feel that they got their they started their ten thousand hours when they were five, six, seven years old, they were already compounding knowledge, learning and building and uh, pretty soon they're probably over a hundred thousand hours. So I think the one common thread was how early they started uh, and they just have a great passion and a great desire to, to grow that passion. How do you end up getting in touch with people like this? Do you research to find out or did you already know who the people were that you wanted to reach out to when you thought of the idea for the book? Or was there some sort of process you went to to actually contact each of these people and figure out who was the best fit to be in the book? And I guess explain the process behind it all. Sure. So when I was writing it uh, and, and, and searching for uh, interviewees to, to, for the book, it was important for me uh, for, to, to have a couple characteristics. One is that everyone had to be very successful and it had to be a uni unanimous success. So they had to be, for example, a CEO of a company featured in Forbes, have millions of subscribers on social media or YouTube, have big uh, brands, uh, have won major accolades. Uh, so these are things that uh, everyone would agree that they have done something extraordinary, especially for their age. And then they had to be they they had to be uh, people who were accessible. So you can look them up. Uh, you can actually look up all these people. They had their uh, whether on YouTube or Google, and you can learn more about them. You can kind of follow their journey, and you can see exactly uh, you know how their passions have led them to these great heights which they have, which they have uh, have 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 reached. I think that's interesting because. Sometimes people, I talked about this on one of my earlier episodes, but sometimes you fall victim to thinking that you're not able to accomplish something because you see someone else doing it so early on or finding such great success that you think just happened overnight when really it was 10,000 or 100,000 hours into their process. 
And so I think sharing the stories of those people follows the true essence of what I, I go for here on the podcast because you know my listeners have heard me say it before, but what I'm trying to do is share stories of people like yourself, the people like you interviewed, in hopes that it will inspire the listeners to live a story-worthy life of their own. And so if you're able to go out and really get to know these people that you're featuring in your book, all that's going to do is help showcase to someone else that they can do something similar. And so it's going to inspire the next wave of young entrepreneurs or young authors or whatever it may be, you know, insert title there. And they're going to be changing the world one day because they will have started at two years old. Did you say for one of them? I can't believe that somebody started their craft at two years old. Maybe share a little bit about that if you can. Sure. This is an amazing uh, young person, young man today who's really it's it's incredible what he has accomplished and he continues to accomplish every day. Um, and um, so, you know, you think about uh, fields of, of uh, that, that people would like to pursue, you know, um, and, and uh, I would, I would, I would venture to say that if you asked, you know, a hundred people, would you like to be a chef as a, for a career, for example? I would say most people would would entertain that idea. Yeah, everyone likes to cook, and so this story I'll, I'll tell you about is someone who's actually done done so, made a career as a chef very early on, and his name is Logan Guloff, who is an amazing, amazing uh, young chef who does amazing community work, and he started. He um, has uh, amazing accomplishments in that. He's he won the Gordon Ramsay show Master Chef Junior. And he's actually the youngest person to win the James Beard Award for, for cooking. Wow. And he he's only 21 years old. I believe I believe 21 years old today. I'd have to check the age. And so how does someone who's only 21 years old develop that skill, that talent, to really become a, a top chef? In, his, in the in the entire world, and so he told me that when he his first uh, uh, as a highlight in the book, his he started cooking when he was two years old. He started by uh, putting coffee grounds into the coffee maker, and by uh, rolling the dough for pigs and blankets, and you know he kind of started love cooking. And he would continue to cook, and uh, uh, it, it, he became obsessed with it, and developed into this talent, which this extraordinary talent, which uh, is on full on display today. He's winning, you know, awards. He cooks. Uh, he does a lot of community uh, cooking for um, different community events, and so um, he's an example of someone who started uh, his craft very early on and um it's very cool that he was able to do so for people that haven't started since two years old they didn't know that passion that they wanted to pursue for the rest of their lives at such a young age was there anything you learned from interviewing all of these young successful people that might help be a piece of advice for people that might not know what exactly it is that they want to do like for instance, someone that might be 21 years old right now listening to you tell that story thinking, 
oh my gosh, I'm so far behind the curve because I didn't start when I was two years old. I still don't know what I want to be when I graduate college next year. Was there any advice you might garner to share uh, to share with the people? Uh, my advice is that day one begins when you start. And the longer you wait, uh, you're just pushing off that day one. And, you know, pretty soon uh, it becomes far further out. Uh, so I say uh, try picking up something now. Uh, maybe don't do it maybe as, you know, your every day, but as a, something on the side, try to cultivate that passion uh, or the hobby. Because in my opinion, everyone has a passion, something, a hobby something that they're really good at, whether some people know about it, some people, you know, they kind of keep it to themselves, but you can take that thing and you can kind of cultivate on the side, start slow. Uh, don't try to jump in and, and, and do everything at once. You know, you don't have to be an award-winning chef, you know, overnight. It's not, it's, it's probably not going to happen, but you can start cooking and you can start experimenting in the kitchen and uh, seeing what flavors you can come up with and what you know sparks your interest in different ways. And then later on, maybe that passion further turns into uh, a restaurant, a restaurant idea, a cafe idea, a new, uh, a new cookbook. Um, so, so definitely start right away and start small is what is my advice I would give. I think that's great advice. And it's honestly right on par with something I had heard previously. The best way to accomplish something is to start. I remember there was an old quote I had heard when I was first trying to learn to play the guitar. And I'm not a great guitar player by any stretch of the imagination. But when I was first trying to learn, I remember looking into John Mayer because that was like the idol you look up to when you think of playing guitar. That's who I think of at least. And uh, he said, if I had started it, two weeks ago, by now I'd be two weeks better at it. That was the advice he was giving to someone that was asking him about how to pick up playing the guitar. And so I kind of took that. And while I don't necessarily play the guitar very often anymore, it applies to every aspect of your life with anything that you're hoping to do or anything that you're hoping to accomplish. I'll say it differently than I said at the beginning. The best way to fail at something is to never start. And so sometimes you just have to get moving in the right direction and that'll get you to where you want to be eventually. You know, direction is a lot more important than speed oftentimes. I would say in line with everyone that you've interviewed, did they all start that young? Tell me maybe about, I know you mentioned there was a young uh, CEO who was a technology founder. Maybe tell me a little bit about their story. Oh, she has a, such an incredible story. Her name is Shebu Thomas. And she started this 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 tech startup, uh, which sells wearable glasses to the big giants like Google and Microsoft. And uh, what the glasses do is they do what's called order picking. So in a warehouse, you can imagine there's millions of products and there's all these orders that need to be fulfilled. And you need to find where that product is. And the faster you can find it, the faster you can fulfill the order, uh, the more efficient uh, efficiently you can run the warehouse. Um, and so, and so she's also, she would work in, in the warehouse doing, um, this order picking. And she's, she also had this, uh, she also had this, um, this obsession with like cyborgs. 
and the fact that people can have like uh, implanted technology. Uh, like she told me, even some of her friends have had magnets implanted. But this idea that we can have technology really like connected to us is something that that uh, really intrigues her. And to think that you know that that might be like you know our world in a couple of years um, from now. But so she, while working in the warehouse, she came up with this idea of creating like a wearable kind of technology, like glasses, to 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 um to accelerate the order picking. So the AI in the glasses could kind of find the product faster than you can, and then you can you can um, rapidly fulfill that order. And so. You combining these two ideas while she was working, while she was a student in Georgia Tech, um, which is one, which is a leading university in wearable technology, she was able to combine her skill of kind of technology and her um, uh, amazing uh, vision of 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 where wearable technology can go to actually create this this product. Which kind of f- falls into her, her 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 passion of of kind of uh, wearable technology. So that's amazing, especially to do so. Like we've spoken about all of these people at such a young age, but to have the vision, I don't know that I'd ever be able to think that big and not only think that big, but execute on something that big at such a young age. Absolutely incredible. But I think at this point, I. I want to transition a little bit because I love that we've gotten to share the story about your book, um, about starter mindset. And I want to share it with the listeners. I'll be posting everything uh, in the show notes as well. But I want to talk a little bit more about you. I want to pivot back before we close out the episode here. And I'm just curious about uh, about Mosh. You know, what what do you do, you know, for fun? What drives you? Um, I guess let's phrase it this way. What gets you out of bed every morning? What is the motivation for you to get up and live your life to the fullest every day? Well, for me, as a teacher, definitely what gets me motivated is the fact that I'm in a, an amazing position to empower the next generations uh, while also seeking my own ambitions of one day of um, helping others uh, helping others to take those uh, passions or those ideas that they have and, and to uh, turn those ideas into uh, products that people could benefit from because to me everyone has that great idea but we need to get those great ideas out into the world so people can so people can use them and those great ideas can change uh climate change can improve climate change can improve um you know uh um can improve um you know workplaces can improve uh, just community communities in all of our in all in all of our lives so that that definitely drives me. Absolutely. Is there one overarching theme that you would want listeners or readers to get from your book or your students specifically to get from your book? Just whoever may be like when someone picks up starter mindset and they go through the pages and they, they feel inspired. What is it that you want them to take away? I want, I want the, anyone who reads starter mindset, I want them to take away uh, one thing that no matter where you are in your life, it's never too late to start. It's, it's, uh, 
but it's never too late to pursue something you've uh, a passion you've always wanted to. Uh, it may it might mean starting that timer later on, but your life will be so much happier once you start down that path and start to cultivate those successes, uh, which 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 will come. Absolutely. Well, Mosh, what are the goals for you over the next few years? What is the big picture for your life? What are you looking forward to as you start on this journey of being an author and a teacher and everything else that you have going on in your life right now? Um, what are you striving to accomplish? Currently, my I, I set a new goal. I want to impact over 10,000 people and and uh, try to instill in them this, this starter mindset and get more people doing great things. Well, you can cross one off the list. I have been impacted by our conversation. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, most of people listening to this podcast want to find your book or they want to get in touch or follow you. Where would you point them? So the book Starter Mindset is on Amazon. Uh, it's Starter Mindset as a title is one word. So that's something to note. And they can find me on startermindset.com. Reach out. I'm happy to, to uh, hear from you and to connect. Absolutely. Well, we will tag everything in the show notes on this episode. As always, if you want to find out more about the podcast, go to our host website, vinnyhale.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Vinny underscore Hale 07. And we will see you in the next one. Let's go. Thanks so much. Yeah. I'm like an addict, do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing, got a really bad habit. If it moves, gotta grab it. Fuse like a magnet. Lose won't have it till I'm doomed in a cat.